All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. I am Caleb, and with me, as always, is Brandon. And uh, Brandon, we uh, we hanging in there? Doing, yeah. Doing okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it seems like each week with the Lions, they're just like testing people's loyalty. Because uh, it's, I mean, you know, a lot of fans out there expectations weren't very high mine were a little bit higher than yours this year but injuries happen it's a rebuilding year but shockingly it definitely was a new low this week so you could say a new low for both teams yeah oh yeah well we'll We'll get into that mm -hmm. later A, a new kind of low and well not really but anyways yeah there'll be plenty plenty to say about that um but yeah maybe not a ton to say about the lines this week or what were your reaction and thoughts and takes aways from the lions uh, 44 to 6 loss <laughs> that people paid money to go see uh yeah um, I'm gonna admit I didn't watch all this game. I mean, it was Halloween, and I've got two young kids, so we were pretty busy with that. But I I did watch some of it. Um, it was still pretty competitive the last time I was watching it, and then I checked on my phone when we were out, and I just started laughing. I'm like, wow, it's forty-four to six. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So it's funny because like the Eagles had like nothing going on in the past game and they really didn't need to have anything going. Uh, Jalen Hurts went nine for 14 for 103 yards. He had 71 yards rushing. So he almost had as many yards rushing as he did passing. Yeah. He's, Uh, uh, he's on my fantasy team. And (laughs) even though that wasn't terrible, like for a quarterback, he didn't put up good numbers. Yeah, he didn't probably get you very many points. No. Um, and then Boston Scott and Jordan Howard had two touchdowns apiece. Uh, the Lions could not stop the run to save their life. So Hertz had 103 yards passing. 72 of those yards went to Dallas Goddard, who's on my fantasy team. And were you playing him? No, because I'm trying to lose on purpose. Oh, yeah, you're one of those guys. <laughs> We're going to keep, Caleb and I are in a keeper league, and my team is so god-awful this year that I'm trying to lose on purpose so I get the first first overall pick. <laughs> uh, I'm going to rebuild for sure. Oh, geez, for the Lions, man, not really much. Goff went 25 for 34 for 222 yards. Dude, his completion percentage is always relatively high, and it's because he's capped and checked down. Oh yeah, for sure. Like he, third, third and ten. Okay, let's throw five yards. Yeah, he's like, ah, who's open? Ah, ah, I'm gonna throw it to Swift. <laughs> I'm gonna throw it to Hawkinson for like two yards. Uh, that being said, DeAndre Swift had 27 yards rushing on 12 carries. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, Hawkinson had 89 yards. He led the team in receiving. I think I saw somewhere that Hawkinson had more receptions than all the wide receivers combined. That probably seems right. I think that only like two wide receivers even had one catch. 
One of them was Amon Ra St. Brown. He had a few of them. But, uh, the Lions' lone touchdown was scored by rookie Jamar Jefferson. It was in garbage time, so who cares? Uh, the Lions' defense had no sacks and no interceptions. So that's not really surprising either. Goff didn't throw an interception, though. <laughs> I think it mattered. <laughs> Oh man. The the one thing I do want to say, I don't know if you were going to get to this, so hopefully I'm not like stealing thunder here, but like the people who are um oh, what was it? Like the uh, there was something I saw about them saying that the Lions have never lost a game by this much to to a team without a winning record, I think it was. Yeah. And I was kind of like so like who cares? Yeah, like you're just digging for stuff. Everybody knows the Lions suck. I mean, yes, it's a little surprising that this was this awful, but it's just like what it's expected that this was going to be one of the worst years for the Lions. It definitely turned out to be worse than I thought, but I mean, it is what it is. It's not like I'm upset or frustrated. If if they go winless, I'll just be like, hey, you know, number Here one draft goes. pick. Yeah. The Lions would be the first team to go 0 and 17. Mm-hmm. And I would then be the Browns okay. will follow them. Yeah. Get it out of the way. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That's pretty much all I got. And there's no game this week because they're on a bye week. So they can't lose. Whoop, whoop. So, yeah. Don't have to torture yourself. Yeah, I actually uh, remember that I was, um, so I started watching the game and we're in a group chat and we were chatting a little bit about it. And then partway through the game, I was just like, why am I watching this? <laughs> we know how bad this is going to be once it got to a certain point. So I had it on in the background and I was doing uh, some work from home on uh, during the game. So uh, I was getting paid to suffer essentially rock but anyways yes that was the lines and then no preview uh which is kind of fair to follow that up with because i don't think we want to really dwell on that much yeah i kind of needed a bye week yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man a bye week for the lions and then michigan michigan Michigan, 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 Michigan. Um, so, yeah, it was number six, Michigan, on the road against number eight, Michigan State. Uh, Michigan favored by four and a half points, and they wound up losing after leading by 16 points in the third quarter. So, that happened. Mm-hmm. So... After Michigan, I can't remember how much time was left in the game, but when when Michigan was up by 30-14, their next drives were a punt, a field goal, a fumble, a turnover on downs, and then, of course, their last drive to try to make anything happen was an interception. Yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was so fantastic. and. I'm not even going to 
really entertain the conversation about the bad officiating because yes, it was bad officiating. But the only thing that I'm going to say about that is the fact that it was 30 to 14. This was Michigan's game. Like Michigan owned it. They couldn't finish it. Like when the, when that's your final drives, that, that list of final drives right there, that is why you lose a game. It's not because of officiating and things like that. Then, uh, then there's also the list of the bad mistakes that they have in the game. So you, it's still fine, whatever. Officiating wasn't what it was. And I'm not like making an excuse for the officiating, but uh, there were <clears throat> uh, some of the things that happened was false start, face mask, uh, wide open drop pass, uh, holding illegal substitution three times. That one was infuriating. Uh, missed tackles, which got really annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, bad blocks, uh, illegal procedure on a fourth down, botched punt snap, which everybody kind of thought was a fake punt at first. Uh, defensive uh, pass interference, missed assignments, missed interception. Fumble, offsides, and interceptions. I don't think that um, interception, sorry. I don't think that that's everything, but that is a lot. So those are reasons why they lost too. I mean, if th- this is why I said uh, probably about like an hour after the game, if the Michigan defense got one more stop, or if the Michigan offense was able to score one more touchdown, that would have that would have it basically probably been it, because that would have made the game um, either like thirty three to thirty or forty to thirty seven. So not not a guarantee or anything, but that essentially probably would have killed it. You know, they just mm-hmm. need to do one more thing. You know, one more score. Or one more touchdown, not one more score. It had to be a touchdown. One more touchdown, and then or one defensive stop. And the defense is really where. Uh, well, I mean, there were there were problems on both, uh, so you can't really say. But it, here's one thing that I do want to say before I forget, though, is that I feel bad for a couple people on this team. Because there were a few people that balled out and it was so unfortunate that they did such a good job in this big game and the team lost it. Because honestly, um, outside of the interception, which I mean, at at that point and everything in desperation mode, which Michigan shouldn't have had to be in, was the interception. But if you Mm -hmm. take that away, Cade McNamara had a heck of a game. He really did. Uh, in, in in bad weather, too. Like, it, it was a wet day. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, he was able to pass for 383 yards and had two touchdowns. So, as I mentioned uh, the week before, this offense either needs to start moving more to J.J. McCarthy because he can offer more, or they need to do a better job catering to the abilities of Kate McNamara. They did that this week. Like receivers got open, routes were good, like smart play calling. It it 
there was a difference this week. I was impressed. Um, so kudos for Cade McNamara. But then uh, another person that balled out was Moody. Again, went four for four for field goals. And so, you know, he has just been an anchor for this team. But unfortunately, you know, if they went to him one time less and was able to finish a, with a touchdown instead of a field goal, it would have been 37-37, and who knows where it would have gone from there. But anyways, <clears throat> and then the last person who was absolutely the star of the show was Anthony with six receptions, six receptions, 155 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah. Dude balled out and should have been a legend for this rivalry. Mm-hmm. And then the team lost it. Harbaugh lost it. Yeah. And and it and when it's when it's this close and things like that, I mean, unless like the team was doing a ton of stupid personal foul penalties, it does come down to coaching. And we've been here before. We've seen it. You know, this is this is what Harbaugh does. Like I, I said it, I think I said it when they did the extension for Harbaugh or at some point I said, if Harbaugh stays, we're looking at nine to 10 win seasons losing mm-hmm. to Ohio state pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trading losses to, you know, Michigan state, Penn state and Wisconsin. He's never going to beat Ohio state. I have no faith in him to beat Ohio state. I don't have faith in him either. I'm not going to say never, but I'm just like this, this, this is what it is. The only thing that is going to make me feel otherwise. And this is like, the most ridiculous expectation would be if this team came out and won out the rest of the regular season. But that's, I do not expect that whatsoever. Could they do it? Could they do it? Can this team do it? Yes. Can this coaching staff do it? Mainly Harbaugh? I don't think so. No. I mean, what again? We are. This is seven years. Seven years, in all the time when they're and okay, yeah. Harbaugh has been able to win quote unquote big games, quote unquote. But when it comes to the biggest games, the top ten games, the road games, the rivalry games, the Ohio State games, no, he does not. Like he doesn't. And so what? leads anyone to believe, especially after this performance, especially after being up by 16 points, that he can make the executive decisions and the choices that need to be made and make the calls to be able to finish a game out. Like, this isn't, you know, an Ohio State beatdown where you're down by so much that you can't come back from it. This is, no, you were your team was in the driver's seat. Your team was winning. And then you guys failed to close the game. Mm-hmm. And so I keep saying the team lost. I, I, most of that ownership is on the coaching. 
Uh, that And so I'm not saying like, oh, man, these players, these college kids, oh, they lost, blah, blah, blah. No, this is mostly on the coaching. I'm just saying the team where it's just like, stop talking about the officiating. I don't want to talk about the officiating anymore. Yes, was it stupid? Fine, we addressed it. We're past it. It's not as outrage- uh, outrageous to me as the 2016 Ohio State game because it wasn't one play call at that. Now, if it had been <laughs> – if you wanted me to lose my mind, if you wanted uh, it to be 33 to 37 and Michigan had that strip fumble that was taken away in the end zone being like at the end of the game, would have I would have lost my mind. Mm-hmm. Sure. But that early in the game, Michigan still had a 16-point lead. I mean, maybe not exactly at that point, but you know, still after that, Michigan was able to have a 16-point lead you are in the control of your destiny with this game, but you lost. So congratulations. That's where we're at. It's the reality. Michigan should have won. Michigan should have finished it. They didn't. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh again did what Harbaugh does. And like, that's the thing. It, it's, it's a bummer because I like Harbaugh. I mean, like I, I'm not happy exactly with all the results and everything. And people are like, Oh, you know, um, some schools would kill for the seasons that Michigan has. And it's just like, yeah, sure. Okay. But it's just like, this is also Michigan and coaches have even said that, you know, Howard has said that Hoke has said that it's like, it's Michigan for God's sake. It is. And the quality of the recruits you're getting. Exactly. And then they should be better than that. And then they go off to the NFL and then they look amazing. And it's just like, why couldn't something be done with them in college? And so it's just um, so like I, I like Harbaugh as a coach and as a person, but the results and everything like I'm tired and over it seven seven years and everything. You know, always being on the losing end of games like these. So the only way that I could see that it would be worth having him stick around is if they won out for the regular season. Which, like I said, I, I doubt that that's going to happen. I, I'm mm-hmm. not saying that I have answers on everything and saying like, but if, if something doesn't change, and I said this before, and I think it was, uh, you know, last last year, if something doesn't change, you are go, uh, like, just get complacent with this. There are going to be nine or 10 win seasons. Maybe, maybe, maybe 11 win seasons. And it, but never, tw- it's never going to be an undefeated regular season mm-hmm. unless something happens and all the other, like Michigan State, Penn State, Wisconsin, and Ohio State all decide to go on a, a crap streak and have crappy years. But the, one of them would probably still find a way to beat Michigan. Yep. So, I mean, yeah. that like I'm, I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that Harbaugh is never going to beat Ohio State. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. Uh, Best chance you said was a game where we got screwed over by the refs big time. Mm-hmm. And after that, it's just been, it seems like Harbaugh's been different. Yeah. And we've t- talked about that and speculated about that. And it's just like, whatever. Uh, I mean, nobody's going to have answers because nobody's in there uh, behind closed doors and knows exactly what's happening. But it's just like, it is what it is. Now, I, I mean, yeah, is it, is it difficult because Ohio State has been on some of its best years during this time too? Sure, yeah, but that doesn't mean that they're unbeatable. 
I mean, heck, Hoke almost beat um, Urban Meyer twice. Yeah. Um, he almost beat him at Ohio State, and he almost beat him at home um, by going for two. So yeah, it's not like they were... Like all these other teams can beat Ohio State. Yeah. And Oregon so, beat him. Exactly. So it, it's not it's not really an, impa- an impossible task. So now, granted, like it's just been a huge long streak of Ohio State being really dominant because it was Urban Meyer. And then I discovered this, but Ryan Day is undefeated against Big Ten teams in the regular season as a head coach. He has not That's lost the reg- he has not lost the regular season game against a Big Ten team. It's ridiculous. <sighs> so. But, but I mean, who cares? Like, we're talking about Michigan. So, it's just like, if Harbaugh stays, th- this is what we're looking at. And, th- and so, this is, I mean, this is where we're at, you know? Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, this is going to be better because we got rid of Don Brown and other problems on the team. Okay, yeah, it's, it's better. So, it's what? From, like, eight, nine wins to nine, ten wins? <laughs> so but it doesn't mean that it's going to be beating Ohio state. It doesn't mean going to the big 10 title game. So I don't even talk about the playoffs. Like I don't even really care about the playoffs. I didn't really even care about the playoff rankings because it's just like, I don't really think about them because that's like a, a fantasy for Michigan. Yeah. Cause they're never going to get the chance. It's like when a super bowl comes around, like I always watch it, but I never really care because I'm a lions fan. Yeah, no, I. And they're never going to make a Super Bowl, so. Yeah, I enjoy a good football game, professional college. You know, I like watching the best play the best. But, yeah, exactly. It's not like my thoughts or expectations of Michigan going there because, like, one the past seven years has shown us to expect that. Mm -hmm. And I even and I kind of uh, then let's also go back to I feel like 2016 is a great example too. Forget the Ohio State game. Forget the Ohio State game. Iowa and Florida State. One possession or yeah, one possession losses. Mm -hmm. It was like single digit losses in big games. Iowa wasn't even that big of a game. Yeah, Connect Stadium at night, whatever. Uh, Say what you want to about that, but it's just like Big moments, though. Harbaugh cannot finish can, and ha- does not have success. Yeah, gosh, that Iowa game was awful. Yeah. I mean, that would have been different. Actually, one thing that shocked me, I, I, here's, here's the crazy thing. Actually, I should pull this up. Um, I, I, so I was talking to my brother-in-law a little bit about it, and... Oh, why did it change that? And I was just like, you know, it, Michigan, it's so infuriating because Michigan doesn't even do better than third place in the division. So it's just like, what, it, it, how, how pathetic is that? Mm-hmm. But then I, I stand corrected because actually 2018, I forgot, they were tied for first actually. Because uh, and so everybody's gonna be like 2018. Gosh, well, that I don't even remember 2018 well enough to say. So they had they started the season with a loss. This is why people kind of forget that was actually a good season for a 
quote unquote good season for Michigan. It started with a loss at Notre Dame. Then they went undefeated all the way up until the Ohio State game. But then they finished the season by losing 62 to 39 and then 41 to 15 to Florida. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody forgets that that was a pretty good season. Michigan was tied for first against Ohio State because they had one loss in the conference, too. And so then, of course, Ohio State won the uh, the tie because they beat Michigan, and then they went yeah. to the Big Ten title game. Yeah. That was the only time that Michigan did better than third in the division. And so it's just like, so don't even be thinking Big Ten title game uh, with Jim Harbaugh because you can't get past Ohio State. Uh, you, even you besides, have to, You have to have... Ohio State lose to two Big Ten teams. And yeah. us just to lose Ohio State, but we've already lost to Michigan State. Yeah, but like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, Ohio State is not going to lose two regular season games, and Michigan's not going to beat Ohio State. So, Michigan is never going to make it to the Big Ten title game with Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, that that's that's it. That's what we've been looking at for seven years. I mean, you know, unless. Michigan, uh, unless there's even this year, like, you know, this is what's so frustrating is because then people are like, oh, well, if if Michigan State loses to them, if Ohio State beats this team, if Ohio State loses here, and if this team does this, then Michigan has a chance at the Big Ten title game. No, stop <laughs> it. You're lying to yourself. And also, why does it have to be that this is every year with Michigan where it's just like, Oh, to just reach the conference championship, we need all these other teams to do Michigan a favor. <laughs> Why? Uh, because Harbaugh sucks. Yeah, it should never be like that. It should never be like that. I mean, at the beginning when it was 2015, 16, 17, it was just like, okay, you know. But then 2018, like I just talked about, this, this should have been where it's just like, all right, here we go. Prime time. Michigan should be in its groove. Things should be rolling. Things were rolling, um, but then they completely crapped the bed at the end of the season, and Don Brown's defense was totally exposed by the last two games. And that Ohio State game really ticks me off because that, again, too, should have been the game that Nico Collins became a legend because he had a stupid good game. Yep. Uh, Where is it? Oh, dang, I don't have it. But he he had a stupid good game. Uh, but it goes unrecognized. I got to look it up now. <laughs> because now I'm mad going back and talking about it. So we got suckered like, again. We got suckered in again. Why do oh, we yeah. always fall for it? Mm-hmm. Nico <laughs> Collins, four receptions, 91 yards two touchdowns it's not like insane numbers but for michigan against ohio state for the decade of pathetic performances he came in and he balled out that game like he was ripping balls away from defenders and looking like a man among children out there on the field but then goes completely unrecognized unremembered because it was such an embarrassing loss Go. So yeah, that game I turned off probably like five minutes into the third quarter. Oh yeah, because the like, third I quarter. I can't watch this because it's just making me so angry. 
Yeah, third quarter, Michigan didn't even score a point, and Ohio State put up 17, and that was the end of the story. So, anyways, yeah. yeah. So, so forget to talk about the Michigan State game anymore. Like, it is what it is. Michigan lost. Harbaugh lost. Like, this, it, it, things like this come down to being on the shoulders of the head coach. Yep. And so, you know, like I said, either it, it needs to change – if anybody wants anything better than 10 win seasons and ever wants a chance to be at Ohio state, or you need to be complacent with this being the state of things, Michigan is not going to win the biggest games. Michigan is not going to go to the big 10 title game and Michigan is never going to go to the playoffs. Nope. So there you go. That's the way it is. It's unfortunate. (laughs) Like I said, because uh, I mean, in the end outside of, some of the results, like I said, I like Harbaugh, but you know, I, and like I said, I'm not coming in here and saying, I know what needs to happen. I'm just saying, this is the state of what it is. I'm not saying like, Oh, this coach would be a better coach. I I don't know that nobody really knows that. Yeah. But anyways, I just realized (laughs) I've been running my mouth so long on this that I totally skipped ahead and we didn't even do voicemails. (laughs) Well, I had one more thing before we go to voicemails. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, it's about the Michigan State fan base. Um, I, if you ever wanted another reason why that fan base is just a bunch of losers, how many did you see how many like flags and blankets and all this stuff in the crowd are the picture of that idiot Michigan fan with his hands on top of his head? Yeah. Like the biggest play in their football program's history was a muffed like punt snap from Michigan. Yeah. Like it wasn't even anything they did. Like the punter screwed up the like mishandled the snap and then fumbled it and they just happened to dive on it and the and go to the end zone. Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest play in the history of their football program you would you would think. Was the biggest uh, the biggest play for their football program was a play by the other team. Yeah, yeah. And I've talked to Craig about that a decent amount. Like that just goes to show, like the loser mentality <laughs> of of that that fan base. And I mean, is there a bigger group of sore winners? Oh my gosh! Like probably not. Like, I know, because you always say that, you know, Ohio State fans are more annoying than Michigan State fans, but it's, I, I guess it's to the point now where we just expect to lose to Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Where, like, with Michigan State, like, they, it's almost like they just love to talk crap more than it, the team winning. Like, yeah. they just can't wait. No, and, like, I can... I'm to the point, I, I don't even, like, say anything to state fans anymore. And then, like, it'll be like, oh, did did you see the game? Yeah, I did. It sucked. Like, Harbaugh lost that game. Yeah. And, like, it'll be like, oh, some of the officiating was bad. I don't even care. I don't even care. Like like you were saying, it should never get to the point where bad officiating, um, you know, determines the outcome of a game. You know, unless your team is the underdog and they're scrapping just to stay in the game and then they get screwed over at the last minute. Mm-hmm. And that's, 
you know, the Ohio State game there in 16 was a lot like that. And, you know, the few times where stupid things have happened at the end of Lions games, like the the record-setting field goal but the Ravens should have never happened. Yeah. That that's that's one of those things where I can say that where I can get mad about the officiating. And the most annoying thing about that is that they're going to be showing that field goal kick like for years. That's going to be something that's like, oh, this amazing kick that Justin Tucker made, but they're never going to talk about how it should have never happened because they screwed up and didn't make that the call for delay a game. Yeah, no, for sure. Like it is absolute garbage. And, you know, there's there's always those people where it's just like, oh, all of a sudden Michigan State, Michigan game. It's just like now you know what football is. You can't even name your starting quarterback, but you're a Michigan State fan. Yep. And um, a, a prime example of like that Lions one, not to go back to the Lions, but the Hail Mary that Aaron Rodgers threw at the end of a Monday night game. Mm-hmm. That should have never happened because they called a. Um, the Phantom Face Mask. Yeah, the it? Phantom Face Mask. Like, um, Devin Taylor didn't even touch Aaron Rodgers' face mask. He just turned his head to make it look like he did. Of and they course. called it <laughs> yeah but uh, that's just something for a different time but yeah let's get the voicemails because <laughs> uh, i'm well, sure we have some <laughs> well a couple of things that i want to piggyback off of what you said then is yes the michigan state fan base is ridiculous are we talking about every michigan state fan no but when your fans after a win um you know start destroying vehicles like that yeah in 2021 like what and then and then it's acceptable you know oh we won a regular season game let's start destroying things um but besides that something for me to say to michigan fans if anybody says little brother again so help me god (laughs) like what has michigan done in a decade or more that that phrase should ever be uttered again. Beat Michigan state every other year. Sometimes. And Oh, (laughs) we, we beat them by double digits. Little brother. Ha ha ha. It's like, so what you should, you should be beating them by more than that. Yeah. And it's just like, Oh, uh, little brother. It's just like, no, shut up. You know what? Little brother move is. Uh, you know what a big big brother does is they come back from being uh, down 16 and they win the game. That's a big yeah. brother move. So Michigan they come fans, in as a favorite and win. Yeah, they'll get out coached. Yeah, constantly. Yeah, and they're tougher, as Mel Tucker said, a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Tougher, and they proved it. And it, it, when I saw him, when I saw that quote before the. Uh, quote from him and everything it because i think he said it before the game uh i was frustrated but he no he proved it he was right yeah. so you know suck it up michigan people who have been talking crap which i have no idea why right because what has led you to believe over the past seven years that's just gonna be like yeah michigan has this game in the bag for sure <laughs> no matter what let's start talking trash little brother come on yep and it comes back to what i was saying like Craig and I were talking before the game and he said 
um, how Michigan needed to stop Walker. And then at the end of the game, he said to me, like, uh, Michigan game plan to stop one guy and couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, they loaded up the box and he still just, like, ran over him. Yeah. And, and most just of horrible his, tackling. Most of his biggest runs were those, uh, the sub, the, when they were having a difficulty substituting and things like that. Yeah. Which happened and, again and again. Like in the second half, it's just like, okay, you guys are stupid because you guys know this is coming, but you keep on doing it. Yep. And back to the sore winners, Michigan State fans putting on Facebook and Twitter. Can we just give Walker the Heisman already? I'm like, why? Because he ran over Michigan. And like a lot of those replays you saw that you could have drove a truck through some of the holes he ran through. Yeah. Uh, give me a break. Not yeah. not belittling what he did, and not saying that he's not a good player, but Heisman, I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, we'll see how he does against some of the rest of the teams. Yeah, but anyways, whatever. So yeah, voicemails. Let's do voicemails and keep moving. Fellas, how y'all doing? Uh, still getting over this. <coughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, man, Michigan State. Um, I don't know. And you can blame a lot of different things, a lot of different people. But, you know, I actually feel good about the team the rest of the season. I will say that. I don't think they're going to fall through and fold like they would have in years past with worse coaches. It's enough blame to go around. <laughs> Excuse me from. JJ to Blake, the the linebackers. I mean, I don't know where the linebackers were. Uh, secondary not playing that great. You know, dropping interceptions, giving up plays, just a lot. <clears throat> um, Coach Harbaugh, coaching like Bo Schembeck, but instead of going for the jugular, trying not to lose, just a lot, man. I'm surprised the tight ends play well. I really am. Jay Harbaugh, hey, you know, sent me this sticker, man. I, you know, I almost put it on my shirt, but I'm like, no, nah, no. Nah. Because you just never know. Jay Harbaugh is going to show his ugly head eventually. But, um, yeah, man, tight ends, you know, tight ends surprised me. So I can't hate it on Jay Harbaugh today. As much as I want to, I can't. Uh, Mike McDonald, though, do substitution. Come on, this ain't the NFL. Like, like this is, this is, you know, you get paid too much money for that. Way too much. Um, Michigan played good. They should have, they, did they get cheated? Absolutely. They got cheated. I'll say that too. But, but at the same time, field goals and, and, you know, they played well. Hey, K. McNamara, like Devin Gardner said, he should have had another 100 yards passing. He played his butt off. I don't know what the infatuation is with trying to keep JJ happy, but <laughs> you know, I think Michigan will win out the rest of the season. They played a good game, you know. Hey, it's a lot I could say, but I, you know, I'm not like a lot of fans saying fire Harbaugh or ten and two. I don't think they'll lose again. I really don't think they'll lose to Ohio State. So we'll see. It was a good game, man. That's all I got. 
Go blue. All right, Stephen, thanks for the call. Yeah, for sure, definitely a intense game. And and to go back to, like, I am definitely absolutely not saying to fire a coach with one loss in the middle of the season. I'm not one <laughs> of those people. Um, I don't know if you feel that way, Brandon, but... Um, uh, not in the middle of the season. I think at the end of the season, I think it's probably about time he just goes a separate way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, that's... I think the, more is just, I'm tired of the same crap over and over and over. Yeah, and that's kind of what they were setting up for, too, with just the one-year extension, but who knows? Who knows? Uh, yeah, if they if they went out, like Steven says, you know, completely different story. I, I have faith and belief in this team to a certain extent where I know that they can win out up until Ohio State, and I believe, and I agree with him, that this team is different and that they probably will, unlike uh, years past where if they took a loss like this, they would shake and falter afterwards. But they've got Indiana, Penn State, and Maryland before Ohio State. I'm fairly confident that they will win through those. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know they can. I know they can. Um, the Ohio State game, I'm not, I'm not even entertaining that thought right now because yeah. it's like a fantasy. But anyways... Uh, Steven, thanks for that call. Uh, we'll def- uh, we'll do this next voicemail. Oh, you, wait a sec. Do you want to know what happened to the linebackers, Steven? They're getting their faces stepped on because they couldn't tackle. Yeah. <laughs> they, they or they were even... di- diving past and bouncing off Walker. That's that's where they were. Yeah, and probably one of the biggest things, too, is just with that whole situation is just like, dude, they were getting in with the substitution thing in the first half, but then you kept doing it in the second half. Yeah, that was it's just oh, maddening. Like it, it, they probably wouldn't have suffered as much if they had made the proper adjustment being like, Hey, look, you know, when they're doing that, we, we can't, and mm-hmm. sure. You're not going to have the personnel in there, but you're not going to, you know, be taking the penalties and looking like bumbling idiots on the field. And you might be able to actually slow them down instead of letting Walker run for 50 yards. Right. So anyways, all right, here's the next one. Carlos, this is me again. Um, so I wanted to talk about something different right now. Um, I was thinking last night about Tom Brady and Drew Hintz and that whole situation. I remember living that. And I think we, well, we, we already know we kind of have that part two here, but this is the way I'm viewing it now. After, you know, after 22 years or 21 years of, of, of seeing that, and seeing JJ and, and Kate now, <clears throat> hypothetically speaking, say Kane comes back next year. Now a lot of the fans want JJ, but we're kind of we're not souring on JJ. We're just saying that okay, but JJ might not be ready for the big time. Not now, but say Kane comes back next year. Kane actually wins the job. Like, outperforms JJ. The issue, because I think what Harbaugh's trying to do is keep the McCarthy family happy. Because nowadays it's about, you know, I mean, even Nick Saban has tried to keep Jalen Hurts and Tua happy. Uh, but Matt Jones was just that guy that was patient. And the reason I bring up Matt Jones is I want to know if JJ can be patient. Say, say, say Cade beats him, beats him out next year. Can JJ be patient enough to just sit, you know, and not be the starter for two years and just start one or two years? Like, can he? Because the, the advantage Michigan has, honestly, is 
Now they have another five-star, Dante Moore, who could potentially go to Michigan. He's 20-23. So if J.J. wants to transfer, which I hope not, but if he wants to, Dante might come in. After Tom and Drew, who came in? I don't, I don't even know. Maybe but John Navarre, he was next. Like not, I, mean, I don't know when he was in high school, but that's the difference now. So I want you all thoughts on that. If, say, once again, Kane comes in next year, wins the job. Do you all think J.J. is patient enough? Because it's about patience. That's one thing Drew Henson said he wishes he would have done. He said he regrets his lack of patience. Okay, um, and do you think, if that's the case, should they bring Drew in to talk to J.J.? Um, and, and, and just, you know, settle them down, let them know that waiting is, is, is a good thing, or should they just, like, throw J.J. in there because of high school hype? He's a good player, but Cade is getting better literally every week. I was wrong about this guy, man. He's got some money. So what do y'all think? Uh, it's just been on my mind. All right, go blue. All right, Steven, thanks for uh... – both those voicemails and bringing that question up. That's a, that's an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, that's a very good comparison. Yeah. I never thought about it really like that. Do you want to start off uh, with your response? Um, yeah, I guess, um, uh, man, I remember the whole Tom Brady, Drew Henson thing too. I remember my dad being super excited about Henson and, you know, just talking about his athleticism and, you're like, oh man, when he finally gets to play, like he's gonna be something special. Uh, I remember my dad really talking about that a lot. Uh, but the, at the same time, my dad always said too, like there was just something about Tom Brady, like he always had that unmeasurable thing where you know he, he showed it in that game against Iowa, and, it, and then there was a game against Alabama as well, where. Um, if you needed a touchdown, Tom was always like the guy that could do it for you. And, you know, I don't, maybe Cade's not to that level yet, but I agree with Steven. Like he's improving every single week in this game against Michigan state. Like he really impressed me. I didn't expect him to really go off like that. And he's very safe with the ball. He makes smart decisions. He's a very smart quarterback. Um, you know, similar to Brady in that way. I mean, it's hard to compare anybody to Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just because I think Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. But, um, but he, you know, Brady's another guy. He doesn't take chances. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the same way as well. He doesn't throw very many interceptions. He's smart with his passes. He's patient. Um, and then on the other end of the spectrum, you got... Uh, McCarthy, who's got like a cannon for an arm, he's pretty mobile. Uh, you know, you might have the flashy um, attributes and everything, but you I mean you can't really push McNamara aside. It's going to be a really tough choice for Michigan to see what they do. You know, the idea of bringing in Drew Henson to talk to McCarthy—that's that's kind of an interesting idea. Um, you know that might that might be a good way to go because I know that uh, USC did that with um, man I can't remember quarterback that was Darnold maybe where he was gonna come out like one season and they had Matt Leinart talk to him hmm. or he was thinking about he was trying to think of something and like he 
you know, Liner told him if I would have came out a year sooner, I would have been drafted higher, uh, kind of thing. And like staying another season kind of ruined my draft stock. So you know, it kind of worked any other way. Maybe USC didn't have him come in, but like he talked to to Darnold about it. But I guess it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it might be a good idea. I don't know. Uh man, it, it kind of makes me think of McCaffrey too. Mm-hmm. How he wasn't, you know, willing to stick around and wait for his turn. Yeah. I feel like I, I that is similar. I do feel like JJ is uh is definitely different than uh McCaffrey. I do hope he sticks around. Uh it's just tough because it's just like I mean nothing's guaranteed and I don't know if like what Harbaugh is saying to people like people have kind of bit scratched their heads about some of the things that they've seen. Uh, I know there were a lot of questions around Shea Patterson. And uh, when he was in there and some some things going on that time, you know, McCaffrey and things like that, and that was that was a different situation than this. But, I mean, man, you know, sometimes you have to look at the opportunity, too, where it's just like, you know, there is something good going on here finally mm-hmm. for the Michigan offense. And it's just like if both of them could stick around, um, I mean, that would just be amazing, yeah. you know. Um, but it yeah, those conversations aren't easy, and I don't know. I, I definitely think uh, bringing in Henson to talk about it would be very interesting and could be beneficial, but it's it's one of those things that nobody knows. You know, it's going to have to be uh, JJ's decision and, you know, kind of how it goes, and it'll be kind of interesting to see how they – what they did and how they responded with uh, JJ's debacle in the MSU game. Yeah. Um, I mean, if it went over well for him and he was happy with how he was treated or responded to, then that might kind of be like, hey, you know, that might help him think that this is the place he needs to stick with uh, no matter what happens next season, if he becomes the starter or not, just because he knows that, you know, uh, it's it's the right place. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, of course, hoping for both to stay is hoping for the best case scenario, but I, it's so tough to say. I definitely do agree though, that McNamara is improving. And also around that, as I said before, the play calling around him is improving as well. So, um, yeah. And then Drew Henson is such an interesting story too. (laughs) Like, I don't know how much you know about him, but that like he, you know, that he left early and went to play baseball. The baseball thing didn't really pan out for him, so then he ended up still having an NFL career Mm -hmm. just a few years later. And, you know, he's kind of one of those big what-ifs. Like, if he would have stayed at Michigan with the ability that he had and the flashes that he showed, um, you know, he could have ended up being like a first-round draft pick and had a, you know, a longer NFL career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's tough. Well, I mean, and then who knows too, like we've said, uh, if anything does really change with coaching staff, that completely changes things too, because, you know, how would that affect JJ then, you Mm -hmm. know? So it's a ton of questions around that, but that is a good conversation to bring up. Thanks for that, Steven. So, 
Um, yeah. So that was a long conversation about the Michigan State game. Um, I'm just basically going to touch on the Indiana game, and then we'll go into uh, predictions so that we can kind of wrap things up. Um, Michigan is doing a night game against Indiana. Uh, Michigan, crap, I didn't even update their, what they're ranked. And I don't even know what we want to go by a playoff or the top or the. I go by the AP. AP. Yeah, because why even bother a playoff? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Playoff? Playoff? You want to talk about playoff? Yeah, it's um, weird because some people use either or. It's like playoff trumps everything. So uh, sticking with the AP poll, then we'll go with that. Uh, number nine, Michigan is hosting Indiana. They are the 22 or 20 point favorite over under is 51. Uh, you're going to be looking at, excuse me, <clears throat> uh, Penix Jr. Uh, quarterback is uh, going to be breaking uh, 1,000 yards passing here soon, which is kind of low. But he's yeah. got four touchdowns, seven interceptions. Yeesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, their uh, lead rusher is Carr. Um, he's hasn't broken 600 yards yet. He does have six touchdowns, though. Then uh, Henderson, their receiver with uh, not quite four or 500 yards and four touchdowns. Uh-huh. Uh, they are only scoring 22 points a game and allowing over 31 points a game. Uh, total yards is just around 325, and they're allowing about 380 yards for their opponents. So they've been uh, allowing a lot more passing than rushing yards. Uh, and I don't think that Michigan is going to have much of a problem with that. Yeah. I mean, if, if Michigan plays like they did against Michigan State versus Indiana, then they should be fine. Even yeah, I would those... think so. Maybe, maybe tighten up the tackling. Yeah, t- tighten up the tackling. Um, don't be caught with the dumb substitutions if uh, Indiana tries to get tricky on that, and they honestly should probably be fine. Yeah, I would think so. So, yeah, it's weird that Indiana's struggling so bad on offense because it seems like they're usually in more of an offensive team. Yeah, well, we did steal heart from them. Yeah, so their running backs probably took a hit there. So, because yeah, they're they're only averaging around 125 rushing yards per game and just over 200 yards passing. So yeah, they have, uh, they've been able to keep some offenses from scoring a lot of points. I mean, Michigan state only put up 20 points. Penn state only put up 24 points. Um, but then they let Maryland and Ohio State blow things out of the water. So, but yeah, they're not scoring a lot of points um, very often. So, yeah, Penn State shut them out. So, right. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah, they've only had one, two, three games so far. So they're two and six. So out of eight games, they've only had three games where they've scored more than 15 points. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> and they've only had two games where they've had a rusher with more than 100 yards, and that was their two wins against Idaho and Western Kentucky. So, anyways, yeah, let's. Uh, I say we just jump into predictions. Uh, as I said, this is kind of going on a longer episode, so we will yeah. get ready to wrap things up. Um, yeah, so. No Lions, so we are right into Michigan. As we said, AP poll number nine, Michigan hosting Indiana, favored by 20 points over under 51. Uh, let's get right to it. Uh, as I said, I think Michigan is going to do do fine with this game. It is going to be – I what they should do after what happened last weekend is they should blow Indiana out of the water. Uh, they should be pissed, and they should – be focusing on getting things back on track and killing teams. They they should. Like, they should have had the kill shot on Michigan State last week, and they didn't take it. Yeah. And so it should be this these next three weeks, Indiana, Penn State, Maryland, should be ruthless Michigan football beatdown. Like score as many points as you can and just pummel the teams because that's the mentality that they need. Um, I think they're going to win either way, so it's going to be a question of uh, I think it's going to be like easily like a ten point win to twenty points, which would be the spread anyways. Um, anything less than that would be extremely concerning in my opinion. Um, but I think I'm going to go with. Uh, Let's go. <sighs> Man, I, okay, I don't, I, I'm not going to get my optimism up too much. So I'm going to go Michigan 31 and Indiana 7. Oh, okay. Pretty close to mine. We're usually pretty close with our <laughs> score predictions. Um, I have 31 to 10. Okay. So I always like to try to give the other team a field goal because I don't know. It seems like teams score field goals more than they do touchdowns. But maybe that's how my mind works being a Michigan and a Lions fan. It's kind of their go to sometimes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't think Michigan's going to have much of a problem. I think they should score fairly easily and won't have to really worry about Indiana's offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the offense does struggle and everything so i feel like there'll be a breakdown at some point and indiana is gonna score um so it won't be a shutout but also i i question michigan's um uh, uh tenacity um aggressiveness i guess Mm -hmm. Because they have never been uh, outside of like early games against like you know Western Michigan and Connecticut and small teams like that. Do they put up a lot of points? They don't really do it in the Big Ten. Um, they just get the lead and then they play to not lose. Oh yeah, that's always fun. 
Mm -hmm. So I, I questioned them actually going out and just being like, screw it. We're just going to completely dominate this team. Cause originally I was originally thinking about being like 38, uh, maybe even low forties, but I'm just like, no, that's, that's not Michigan, but th that's what this team can do. So I don't know. We'll see, I guess. We'll see. Um, so wasting no time. Uh, did you get an NFL lock? Um, yeah. Oh, my lock. Um, I think the Chargers are going to cover the negative one and a half over the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles are any good. I think the Lions just played that bad. Yeah, I I could agree with that. And the Chargers are a much better team than the Lions. Rock. Chargers uh, are one of those teams that I think in a couple of years can be one of the best in the league. Just with all the young pieces they have. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, man, it's a weird state in the Big Ten this week. <laughs> Because some teams are on the rise and some teams are falling. Um, I want to take Ohio State with the negative 14 and a half at Nebraska, but Ohio State's weird with Nebraska. Um, and also, I do not even want to touch Michigan State being negative three at Purdue because Purdue is that team and Michigan State coming off the big game to who knows. So I'm going to go with Wisconsin um, covering the negative 13 at Rutgers. Wisconsin's on the rise, and I think that they can easily win by 14 points. So. Right. All right. Do, do, do. Um, where did I go? Because I had the Michigan question of the week. I wanted to confirm something. All right. My question is, will Michigan have its second game this weekend with a receiver over 100 yards and a running back with over 100 yards? There was only one other time this year that's happened, and that was versus Northern Illinois. Okay. What uh, say you? Um, heck, without say, yeah. Okay. I am. Uh... I'm mean, gonna take the yes on that as well. I mean, Michigan's yes. just been passing more and more, and I think the running backs are gonna get a bit of a bounce back this week after last week's debacle. So, so there we are. All right. Well, if you're interested, I'm leaning by three points now. Not a ton of separation, but Hooray. that's where we're at. So, all right. A little bit of a longer episode. Totally went on tangent there with the Michigan State stuff, which is not too surprising, but uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in each week. Don't forget, you can call in with your thoughts on the Lions or Michigan. The voicemail number is 551-258-3276. Uh, leave a voicemail, and uh, you've got about two-ish minutes to share your thoughts. 
Uh, we hope you guys have a great week and hope it's an enjoyable weekend for football. It should be a little bit better because the Lions are not playing. <laughs> and until next time, go blue. Go blue. Go blue.